You're listening to Joey's Totally Tech, your tech podcast. Do you remember when computers were often inside of the keyboard itself? We're talking about systems like the Commodore 64, TI-99, Apple II series, and more. It's not something you see all too often today. Why is that? And could we see a return of the form factor in the future? I talk about this on today's episode of Joey's Totally Tech. Hey everyone, it's Joey Cagle. It seems we have some connection issues for the first uh, live stream of the podcast episode, uh, but I hope you're all doing well. Hopefully you're not having too many problems watching this. If you're watching this on Facebook, I don't know what's going on. It's kind of annoying, but of course we have the um, upload to the main uh, podcast feed as well. Uh, be sure to check out joeystotallytech.com or check us out on Red Circle or your favorite podcast service, Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Music is what it is now, duh. Um, plenty of other places. We're on everywhere, everything. You're listening to Joey's Totally Tech. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, I've had a busy week, a busy... A uh, few weeks, actually. Work is just driving me crazy. By the way, I need to update you guys on what's going on with the tech news and commentary. We are not doing that right now. Honestly, it's been way too much work for me as of late, along with my job and everything. I want to continue doing that, but it just isn't working out right now. It's a lot of preparation for the tech news and commentary. Uh, also, I should mention, I know I haven't done much lately as of exclusive content. We're going to get back to that. Do not worry. We've been on a holiday break for a bit, and we got we got an episode out last week on the main podcast it's uh, been difficult to do anything lately as far as exclusive content. We are doing that. I could do some exclusive content that does not take as much preparation as the tech news and commentary. So that's a good thing. Antonio is uh, really busy uh, as well. I think he said he got a third job or something like that. Uh, if I remember correctly, he's still going to be the co-host, at least as far as my plan is right now. But today it's just me and you're going to be able to participate in this episode too. If you're watching the live stream on Facebook on the Joey's totally tech Facebook, 
And let's see, do I have anyone in chat at the moment? Uh, I don't see anyone, but thank you for watching. If you are watching, I appreciate it very much. So the topic of today's episode is the keyboard computer form factor. Now I have here a modern day version of the keyboard computer form factor. Um, I'll talk about that in a moment. Um, I have a few versions of it, uh, of this actually. What is the keyboard computer form factor you may ask? Well, if you look into like the late seventies, early eighties, you know, you had computers like the Commodore VIC-20, Commodore 64, 128, certain Amiga computers. You had the Apple II and IIe, TI-99, Tandy TRS Model 1, uh, Tandy Color Computer, Tandy 1000EX, and HX. Um, they were all keyboard computers, or what we call keyboard computers. Uh, let's see. If you're watching, you'll be able to see what I'm talking about. This is a more retro example. This is the Commodore VIC-20 that I'm holding up. Of course, if you're listening to audio only on the main podcast, uh, you won't see it, but you can look it up. You'll see a keyboard computer and the thumbnail to give you an idea. So that's a more retro example of the keyboard computer. And I am having issues here at the moment with cables and stuff just because I am disorganized, unfortunately. A more modern example of the keyboard computer is the Raspberry Pi 400. This is it. I've been playing around with it lately. Probably my favorite modern day computer. It's a keyboard computer. I love it. I highly recommend that if you want to learn coding or anything like that, if you want to get a kid into computers, Great, I love it. You may remember our review, our, uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting tongue-tied. You may remember our review of the Talon PC-1, also a computer, uh, keyboard computer. This thing, though, was crap. I don't recommend it. Get yourself the Raspberry Pi 400. I highly recommend it. Anyway, so... Let's see. Most of your computers today are not this form factor. So uh, let's uh, talk about why that is. Oh, I also uh, forgot to mention there's a more modern example, or not as modern as the Raspberry Pi 400, mind you. Several years ago, there was the Asus E keyboard. It was a PC inside of the keyboard as well. Very retro feel. And I know I am not... Uh, including all the keyboard computers out there. We've got Atari, as far as the retro goes, the Atari 8-bit line, and then some newer stuff too. But uh, yeah, it's... Uh, there's uh, some that I am not going over here, which is fine. So let's see. 
why did we switch to like the desktop box format and then later the tower format well uh let's see the the form factor fell out uh, a favor in the early 1990s uh, pcs had expansion slots uh, as far as the uh, desktop boxes then later the towers uh really the apple II line did too the apple II and 2e they did have expansion slots in those but that one was designed a bit differently you see on the apple II and 2e you had the keyboard up front but then you had more of the entire box back uh where the monitor would oftentimes sit on the apple II and 2e uh, so yeah, you could open that thing up. You uh, had the keyboard, like I said, right on the side slanted there. But then the whole motherboard uh, further back, it's like a full size thing. It was pretty big compared to your Commodore 64 VIC-20 or something like that. That one did have expansion slots, but most of your keyboard computers did not. Um, you did expand it other ways. They'd have cartridge slots and whatnot. You could get RAM expansion cartridges for a VIC-20, for example. Uh, but you didn't open them up generally to uh, upgrade them. Um, like I said, the exception is the Apple II line of computers at Apple IIe. Uh, let's see. Also, uh, beefy cores were needed for PCs after a while when you had the Intel x86 processors as they got faster, more powerful, you needed that beefy cooler. And it just would not fit inside a lot of these uh, keyboard computers that were out, unfortunately. It's really a shame too. But um, I mean, if you like the form factor, and I personally do. Uh, I, I don't know why. It's like the keyboard computer screams personal computer to me. Uh, so, um, yeah, desktop boxes eventually, um, I mean, they were around like late 80s, early 90s. Eventually that was replaced by the tower format that we still use today. Um, you still have Dells that can do like either a desktop box or a tower format. Uh, but yeah, most of your PCs today are the tower format. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't think I need to show that. It's going to be kind of hard to pull my tower PC up because A, I'm using it. B, that thing is freaking heavy. All right. <laughs> so uh, let's see. Uh, that That's your typical format today, the tower PC. Uh, let's see, the benefits of the keyboard form factor uh, over the tower form factor that we know today. Your main computing unit was inside the keyboard. You didn't need a separate box, and it potentially saved space depending on the design. You'd probably have an easier time reaching around the keyboard to plug in or unplug your devices that... Um, that you have when compared to your tower PC. Most people have their tower off to the side or on the desk, um, or maybe even off on the floor. 
and you likely have to go around to the back of the PC to plug in most devices. The exception is, you know, most uh, computers have a few USB ports on the front, but you also have USB ports on the back. You have monitor ports on the back, uh, other connections, you know. Um, isn't it nice just to reach to the back of your keyboard, plug things in or unplug things? Easy peasy, right? Um, yeah, super easy, in my opinion. The downsides of the computer or the keyboard computer, uh, typically there's a lack of upgradability. Again, the Apple II and IIe are the exception to this. There might be some other exceptions that I'm not aware of. Uh, so I I'm sure there are. I'm just not uh, thinking about it right now. Um, not as much room for cooling your CPU or GPU. Um, but, you know, as things are going mobile, um, there's less of a need. They've really worked on this technology to the point where it doesn't get as hot as it used to. Uh, we've seen an increase in gaming on mobile phones. We even have gaming phones. So, you know we could really jam that technology into a keyboard computer. Why not? That's essentially kind of what the Raspberry Pi uh, 400 is I showed you. Um, it's running an ARM processor. It's the same type of processor that your phone runs, uh, typically. Most phones have the ARM processor in it. You know, we have great storage mediums, too, that would work in it. You know, hard drive can be pretty big. Laptop hard drives might be able to fit inside a keyboard computer, though, right? Two and a half or three and a half inch drives, you know. It's, uh, you know, those uh, two and a half inch drives would work fabulously in the keyboard computer. But now we've got even smaller form factors for the storage, like M.2 and NVMe. They are super awesome for those smaller form factors. And they boot up fast. Seriously, fast. I love it. I'm sure you'd love it, too. We've had laptop GPUs for years, you know, desktop GPUs, uh, the graphics cards. They could be pretty chunky. They could be pretty big. I'll be honest. Uh, we've had laptop GPUs, though. That would be great in a keyboard computer. You know, like, what was it? The MMX or... I'm getting uh, form or uh, technologies confused, I think. <laughs> uh, MXM form or the MXM uh, standard, I think. Something like that. I, I'm probably a bit off. It's been a while since I've looked a whole lot at GPUs. 
but there are standards for laptop GPUs that we ought to be able to use in keyboard computers too. I don't understand why we don't have that so much, you know? Uh, something the, the size of the Commodore 64 VIC-20 would provide adequate cooling for most CPUs and GPUs in modern gaming computers if you want to play those games. Granted, I wouldn't overclock so much, I will say that. Uh, keep your expectations uh, tamed a bit, maybe not the fastest GPU, and thus, again, we're talking laptop GPUs. Now, laptop GPUs, uh, do have a reputation of not being quite the same speed as their desktop counterparts. However, in recent years, that's kind of changed. They've caught up more with their desktop counterparts. It's like, I think it was like the 10 series, uh, or maybe the RTX 20 series, I can't remember, really. Uh, the GPUs from NVIDIA were essentially the equivalent on the desktop, or they were equal on the desktop and laptop. It was pretty amazing. Um, so, um, also, let's consider the more PC gaming goes to, to the cloud, right? I, I'm personally not doing a whole lot of cloud gaming. The exception is Antstream Arcade, which I am going to be reviewing next week, by the way. Uh, you know, cloud gaming is uh, something that's getting more and more feasible. We're not there yet. But the more we go to the cloud, the less need for super powerful hardware uh, uh, for gaming that you're going to need. It's just... Uh, the fact there, you know, it's like you do not need your own RTX uh, 3080 to run those games anymore when they're up in the cloud. Like I said, we've still got a lot of issues. There's lag, at, you know, if you're on a slow connection, cloud gaming's not going to work very well, but connections are getting faster and faster. So uh, let's see where we'll. I'm looking at my notes here. Um, keyboard computers, uh, quite frankly, I think they could rise in popularity again in the future um, for home computer, home computing and uh, gaming as well. I think keyboard computers would be great for that, you know? Um, yeah, it might. Uh, for PC builders, they probably aren't going to be fans of the keyboard computer if it does make a comeback uh me personally i i like the idea uh don't get me wrong i i enjoy building pcs but i don't have the time to tinker like i used to with building pcs honestly i i enjoy it but i just don't have the time anymore um i don't have the space a keyboard computer in my opinion is perfect um you could just i think you know a keyboard computer would be a great pre-built seriously get a pre-built machine that's a keyboard computer 
I don't know why they're not doing this yet. But I think, you know, with the Raspberry Pi 400, granted, it's an underpowered machine. Any gaming you're going to do with that is going to be uh, either just simple kids' games or whatever that uh, the Raspberry Pi is often intended for, or, you know, retro gaming emulation, you know? It's great for that. Uh, but I think you can have more powerful keyboard computers out there. Uh, you know, charge more than the Raspberry Pi 400, of course. Uh, the Raspberry Pi 400, by the way, it's uh, $70 for the computer by itself. And then $100 uh, for if you're uh, wanting the power supply or power cable However, if you consider it a supplier now, I don't know. Um, the SD card with the operating system on it and the mouse. Yeah, uh, that's the $100 kit. I recommend getting the $100 kit because it gives you everything you need to get started. Otherwise, you're going to have to buy all the other stuff anyway, unless you already have it. Uh, get the $100 kit, guys. Even if you already have some of the other stuff, you know just makes life easier uh but uh let's see i predict that the raspberry pi 400 um will make this uh form factor more popular we could even see an x86 uh version of this form factor i predict latte panda will probably do that since they have an x86 small board computer anyway so latte panda why not um you know you could if you really wanted to if you have a laptop laying around you could uh turn that into a keyboard computer i mean basically what you have to do is open the thing up disconnect your monitor and totally remove the monitor from that or the lcd panel then hook it up to an external monitor, and bam, it's a keyboard computer, like your Commodore 64 or something, you know? Um, I like the idea of the form factor. Let me know what you think. Do you like the idea of the keyboard computer form factor? Uh, I do not see anyone commenting on the live stream of this podcast episode today. It's fine, because I know I didn't really announce the exact time ahead of time. That, that's totally fine. But I hope you enjoy the actual uh, episode today. Uh, what are your thoughts? You can give me a call, actually. We have the tech line. Uh, let's see, what is it again? Because it's been a while since I've said what the number is honestly so i'm pulling it up right now silly me i totally forgot what the number is but yeah 980 uh, i'm getting tongue-tied now 980-999-0835 that's 980-999-0-t-e-k uh call that number let me know what you think could the keyboard computer form factor make a return? Do you like the idea of it or does it suck?
What are your thoughts? Tell us, and hey, I'll play it on an episode of Joey's Totally Tech. I'd love to have you on. All right. Well, I think that's probably going to be it. I do not have any comments or questions or anything from what I can tell. Uh, so, thank you for watching. If you were watching, no, I don't have any viewers right now. It's all good. Uh, some of you will probably watch later because you missed the stream, you know? It's all good. I, I understand. Um, yeah, you're going to be listening on the main podcast feed. You know, give it a, give us a call. We'll get you on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and I will catch you next time. You're still watching or listening. Well, I'd like to thank our executive producers, Laura Lassiter and Beth Warhan. They're both exclusive subscribers. You can be an exclusive subscriber as well by going to joeystollytech.com slash exclusive. Starts off at $5 a month. Check it out. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> I'm trying to remember what the other uh, options are. But yeah, check it out. Joey's slash exclusives. <laughs>